Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Michael Avenatti, Julie Swetnick, the latest allegation, Brett Kavanaugh ran a gang rape ring. I Honestly, I, I'm describing it wholly accurately, what it is he has unleashed onto the world. Uh, Tony Katz, so great to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY is the number. 833-468-8669. We live stream the show from time to time. You can see that. Facebook.com slash Tony Katz Radio. It's where it's happening. This all happened in the past few hours. So we've had a chance to read it. We've had a chance to go over it. Still digesting some of it. I'm seeing some commentaries that I think are very bright. Some that I think uh, less so. And as with everything, I like to take a moment to go through it. I want to make sure I know what it is that I'm looking at. I do not like the idea of overreaction. For the sake of it. I don't need to be first. I need to be right. That's what's imperative. So now let me bring you what we know. The story here is that Michael Avenatti, who is the lawyer for Stormy Daniels, to which I still don't even know what the bloody hell that whole case is about. I have absolutely no idea. Um, he claims to have a client he claims uh, to have a client by the name of Julie Swetnick, S-W-E-T-N-I-C-K. Julie Swetnick has signed a declaration under the penalty of perjury, which the more you, you, you read about, the, maybe the less you care about. And what she makes the claim of is as follows, and I want to go through it with you so you have it. In case you haven't heard it, let me be the first. I'm reading directly from this declaration. Uh, that she was a graduate of Gaithersburg High School in Gaithersburg, Maryland. Uh, she has clearances with the Department of Treasury. She has clearances with the U.S. Mint and the Internal Revenue Service. Right? This is what we know about her uh, thus far. Uh, she's had prior work with uh, um, Department of State, Justice, uh, Homeland Security. Homeland Security. She has an inactive clearance. And she claims that she first met Brett Kavanaugh and Mark Judge. Mark Judge was named by uh, Dr. Christine Blasey Ford as one of the witnesses to what happened to her. He says he wasn't even there. Um, says they met in approximately 1980, 1981. Introduced at a house party she attended in the D.C. area. She observed Judge and Kavanaugh's close friends. Joined at the hip. Following that first introduction, I'm reading it to you as it is written. I skipped a little bit ahead to this point. From here on in, what I'm sharing is exactly as written uh, in this uh, declaration. Following that first introduction, I attended well over 10 house parties in the Washington, D.C. area during the years 1981 through 1983, where Mark Judge and Brett Kavanaugh were present. These parties were a common occurrence in the area and occurred nearly every weekend during the school year. On numerous occasions at these parties, I witnessed Judge and Kavanaugh drink excessively and engage in highly inappropriate conduct, including being overly aggressive with girls and not taking no for an answer. 
This conduct included the fondling and grabbing of girls without their consent. She attended more than 10 of these kinds of parties. Well over 10 were her words. She continues, I observed Brett Kavanaugh drink excessively at many of these parties and engage in abusive and physically aggressive behavior toward girls, including pressing girls against him without their consent, grinding against girls, and attempting to remove or shift girls' clothing to expose private body parts. I likewise observed him be verbally abusive toward girls by making crude sexual comments to them that were designed to demean, humiliate, and embarrass them. I often witness Brett Kavanaugh speak in a demeaning manner about girls in general, as well as specific girls by name. I also witness Brett Kavanaugh behave as a mean drunk, quote-unquote, on many different occasions, or on many occasions at these parties. Now, if I take a look at this, she attended these parties, she continued to attend these parties, and this is how he acted. That's her allegation. The only thing she's saying... uh, uh, that described him as she's descri- witnessed him as a mean drunk. Don't know necessarily what that means. Next, I have been told by other women that this conduct also occurred during the summer months in Ocean City, Maryland on numerous occasions. I also witnessed such conduct on one occasion in Ocean City, Maryland during Beach Week. Now, Beach Week is actually listed. Brett Kavanaugh supplied his calendars, right? And one of the calendars, one of the months, I think it's June, says Beach Week. I guess a week they were away at the at the beach, but what other women said is totally inconsequential. We're only talking about what she says here in this declaration. So far, we have him calling him a mean drunk. We have nothing else. Continues, I have reviewed Brett Kavanaugh's recent claim on Fox News regarding his alleged innocence during his high school years and lack of sexual activity. This claim is absolutely false and a lie. I witnessed Brett Kavanaugh consistently engage in excessive drinking and inappropriate contact of a sexual nature with women during the early 1980s. The conversation he had on Fox News with Martha McCallum was about sexual activity, where he went into the whole I'm a virgin conversation. It is not about um, whether or not, you know, some of these other things that she's describing happened. So, um, Sexual nature is different than sexual activity. Again, it's it's like hinting around it but not getting to it. She continues. During the years 1981-1982, I became aware of efforts by Mark Judge, Brett Kavanaugh, and others to, quote, spike the punch at house parties. I attended with drugs and or grain alcohol so as to cause girls to lose their inhibitions and their ability to to say no. This caused me to make an effort to purposely avoid the punch at these parties. I witnessed efforts by Mark Judge, Brett Kavanaugh, and others to target particular girls so that they could be taken advantage of. It was usually a girl that was especially vulnerable because she was alone at the party or shy. Now, I don't know who the others are. I think there's a big conversation about who the others are. But she's now making an allegation that Kavanaugh, worked to drug people. That's the allegation she's making here. She's not saying he did it. She's saying that she was aware of efforts. She didn't say, on this date, I saw him put this in the drink. She continues, I also witnessed efforts by Mark Judge, Brett Kavanaugh, and others. Again, I don't know who the others are, nor how many of them. 
to cause girls to become inebriated and disoriented so they could then be gang raped in a side room or bedroom by a train of numerous boys. I have a firm recollection of seeing boys lined up outside rooms at many of these parties waiting for their turn, quote-unquote, with a girl inside the room. These boys included Mark Judge and Brett Kavanaugh. She's not saying that Mark Kavanaugh, I'm sorry, uh, Mark Judge or Brett Kavanaugh actually raped anybody. She saw them in a line. That's what she's claiming. But her whole overarching claim is that Brett Kavanaugh is running a gang rape ring. That's her claim. She continues. In approximately 1982, I became the victim of one of these gang or train rapes where Mark Judge and Brett Kavanaugh were present. Shortly after the incident, I shared what had transpired with at least two other people. During the incident, I was incapacitated without my consent and unable to fight off the boys raping me. I believe I was drugged using quaaludes or something similar placed in what I was drinking. I am aware of other witnesses that can attest to the truthfulness of each of the statements above. I declare under penalty of perjury and under the laws of the United States of America that the foregoing is true and correct. I have executed this declaration on September 25th, 2018. She claims she was raped. At an at an, a party where Kavanaugh and Judge were present, but she doesn't claim that Kavanaugh was the rapist. So what is it that we have here? What is it that we're looking at here? You take a look at uh, the website Long Crime. Ron Blitzer asking, well, what is it that the allegation doesn't say? It does not say how she knows about Kavanaugh and Mark Judge allegedly spiking the punch. How does she know it? It does not say that Kavanaugh was the one who spiked her drink. It does not say when her alleged rape took place simply in approximately 1982, the same year that Kavanaugh is alleged to have assaulted Christine Blasey Ford. She also does not say that Kavanaugh himself raped her or did anything to her or did anything to anyone else. So there are indeed questions and conversations and issues regarding the allegation. That it comes through Michael Avenatti, I think, for a lot of people is wholly discrediting. But there is a, a, a question to be asked, which is, we went from a guy who describes himself as a virgin well into college, who even the allegation from Blasey Ford is a groping allegation, the allegation from the New Yorker, which is bunk, it's bunk, is an allegation about exposing himself. And now he is the leader of a, of a gang rape ring where they proactively sought out drugging girls. And at the next party, they did the same exact thing. I want to know what you think. 833-468-8669. What do I think? I think that if this woman is lying, it's going to be very, very difficult for women to tell the truth in the future. I think that if the FBI didn't pick this up in six investigations of Brett Kavanaugh, every last agent should be fired and the building should be turned into Dave and Buster's. That's only part of what I think. We'll get into more of it in a second. I'm Tony Katz.
I'm reading the comments on on Facebook. And uh, I mean, they're interesting, and 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 I understand where a lot of these people are. Uh, and some people want to know if they're going to be held accountable. If these accusations are false. Uh, we know it's going to happen if they're true. Well, Brett Kavanaugh is never getting to the Supreme Court. We don't even have to question that, right? If the, if the accusation is true, Brett Kavanaugh is not getting to the Supreme Court. Of course not. Don't be ridiculous. What in the world would make you think that he would? But do we even believe anymore any of the uh, accusations? By the way, there is a rumor that um, that Republicans are thinking of throwing in the towel. That's what my sources say. They don't want to fight. Uh, there's a real problem there if they don't. There's a real and true uh, problem there. And, of course, this could all be nonsense because there is a question, and it's it's not going to go away. Um, Democrats are utilizing a, a – God, you know what's awful in this? There are women out there who actually get sexually abused, and, and they're the ones who are thrown into the middle, and that's the point. And this is why I'm so disgusted by the Democratic Party. No shame and no morals because they don't care about those people. If Dianne Feinstein, the senator from California, had given a damn about Blasey Ford, she would have brought this up on day one of the hearings. She would have brought it up to Brett Kavanaugh privately, and she didn't. She held it. So, no, she doesn't care about women. She doesn't care about women. Let's just be clear and move on with the day. Maisie Hirono? Maisie Hirono thinks guilt is on whether or not she likes how you decide cases. So if she likes how you decide cases, if you're on video robbing a bank, she's like, listen, look at the good job they did on this case here. That's all that matters. Maisie Hirono doesn't speak for women, by the way. Um, I'm, I was talking to my mother, texting with my mom, Diane, wicked pissed. <laughs> Infuriated with, with Maisie Hirono. But they don't care about women. They just don't care about women at all. What they care about is destruction of their political enemies. And look at the lengths that they're willing to go. They didn't care about Blasey Ford. They cared about using her as a tool when the moment came. That's what they care about. That's who they are. It's hard to believe. And especially after the New Yorker piece. The New Yorker piece is flat out bunk. Ronan Farrow. You wanted you 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 rehabilitated a career after the disaster as a host at MSNBC. Clearly, you broke amazing stories, and then you you just had to chase the drug, man. You just had to chase one more high. That's right. You start scratching. Start. Did is that what happened? You like the Dave Chappelle character? You just started needing a fix. Had to see my name uh, there in the in the in the byline one more time. Blew it. You blew it. Holy cow. The New Yorker piece is bunk. Absolute bunk. And then there's this. Now, uh, part of this that is such, I think, going to be very hard reach for people um, is that, A, first is Michael Avenatti is, is involved. Why did Ford pick all of these Clinton acolytes to work with? Wouldn't she have been better off? With uh, just a lawyer down the street, 
every lawyer she works with is some kind of Clinton acolyte, some kind of Democratic uh, uh, constituent, protesters and people who are part of the resistance. Man, that makes it difficult. I mean, if you start a press conference by introducing your lawyer, Gloria Allred, chances are I've already decided to tune out. Some people are toxic. You start with Michael Avenatti, that is going for a lot of people. They're just going to be like, next. Right? I don't like to just push anything out like that. I think that I think that's a bad way to go about things. Right? So then there's the part two. You are not making the claim that Judge Kavanaugh, at the age that they were at, teenagers at the time, sexually abused you. You're making the claim that he was proactively weekend after weekend after weekend after weekend. In the over 10 times you were at house parties with him, which over 10 times could be 50, by the way. Over 10 means anything over 10. So they were at 174 house parties together. You watched him each and every time drug women, put them in bedrooms, and then organize rape trains. He was running a gang rape ring, according to your statement. Wow. That is a lot of stretch. Do I believe people hook up at parties? Do I believe there are guys who push too hard at parties? Do I believe that women do get drugged and then get raped? Absolutely, absolutely, and absolutely. This is one heck of an allegation after the others. And again, I say the FBI had nothing. The FBI couldn't find this story. (laughs) Listen, it's possible for the FBI to miss things. Of course it's possible for the FBI to, to, to miss things. Gang rape. That is unbelievable. Now, by the way, um, even, uh, you know, the, there's some quoting here from the Washington Post. Um that in this declaration, uh, Julie Swetnick uh, said, uh, quote, I have a firm recollection of seeing boys lined up outside rooms at many of the parties waiting for their turn with a girl inside the room. These boys included Mark Judge and Brett Kavanaugh. And then uh, Washington Post continues that in her declaration, Swetnick recounts an alleged incident in approximately 1982 in which she says she was the victim of a gang rape at which Kavanaugh was present. She does not say Kavanaugh participated in the alleged rape or what, if any, role he played, nor does she say where the alleged episode took place. I think the issue here is is that um, she has a firm recollection of seeing these boys lined up in rooms, but she says the alleged incident happened approximately 1982. Not a month in 1982. Not a day in month in, in 1982, not a month in 1982, just 1982. Uh, it's hard to reconcile that with firm recollection. It's 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 very, very difficult to to do that. I think that people are going to have problems here. I think people are going to have questions here. The question is, what is the Republican Party going to do? I now believe that there is not a Democrat who will vote for uh, Brett Kavanaugh, and maybe that was the purpose. Maybe that you could just get people not to vote for Brett Kavanaugh on the Democratic side. Those uh, Democrats uh, who were in states where it mattered, Indiana being one of them, my beloved uh, Indiana, West Virginia, North Dakota, Missouri, 
Florida. I believe all those senators are now off the hook. They can vote no, and they're going to say, well, listen, there's so many allegations against. But there are Republicans uh, who I'm hearing are, are having questions. I'm sorry, did did, did it- yeah, Jeff Flake just was on the floor of the Senate. He didn't tip his hand, but he did say he believes uh, the, some of the accusations that have been levied against Kavanaugh. Well, that'll be the end of the ballgame, if, if that's the case. Jeff Flake on his way out, believing the allegations. Great. That's, that's terrific. No proof, no anything, just believing the allegations. Okay. Okay. Listen, uh, if you're expecting me to, to, to lose my mind, uh, to, to scream and, and, and yell, um, that's not going to happen. It's not what I do. If you expect that I will uh, certainly um, note which Republicans uh, allowed themselves to be abused here, the answer is yes. Sean Davis of The Federalist, uh, had him on the show earlier, uh, said, listen, Republicans uh, don't vote for Kavanaugh. They're screwed. Who's going to vote for them? You're not willing to stand up. You're not willing to stand up. Lindsey Graham, quote, if Republicans bail out on this good man because of the smears and character assassination perpetrated by Michael Avenatti, we deserve our fate. Damn straight. Someone needs to have a talk with Jeff Flake, nose to nose. He needs a nose-to-nose conversation. This is some violent stuff going on against Brett Kavanaugh. Last second allegations. Gang rape ring. Holy crap. We've got much, much more. Your phone call's coming up. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz, 833 Got Tony. That's the number. Go ahead. Give a call. 833 468 8669. You know, it's not like, you know, every day I want to do a, a a Kavanaugh show, but it's it's clown show. It is absolutely nuts. How, how else to describe what's happening here? Every day a new accusation, every day bigger than the last one. And you want me to have faith that Democrats are, are you know, serious people. I, I'm sorry. I just, I just won't be a part of it. I know when I'm being played. I know when I'm being screwed. Jeff Flake isn't sure what he's going to do. You know who's sure of what they're going to do? Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham. Now, in, c- in case you missed any part of it, uh, the uh, lawyer for Stormy Daniels, Mike, Michael Avenatti, says he has a client, Julie, uh, what is it, Setwich? Julie what? What's her last name? Swetnick. Julie Swetnick. Julie Swetnick claims that she knew Kavanaugh, that Kavanaugh was a mean drunk uh, as a kid, uh, that, that Kavanaugh went to house parties, that Kavanaugh was rude towards girls, that Kavanaugh tried to... Uh, force himself on girls, and then most importantly, uh, that uh, he was running basically a gang rape ring where he would try and get girls drunk, spike the punch, 
put drugs in their drinks and then leave them there so they can be uh, gang raped by his friends. And then she was once gang raped, although she doesn't claim he did anything to her, nor does she claim that he ever she ever saw him do anything to anyone. Just all this insinuation kind of claim uh, by the client of Michael Avenatti. Being, listen, I don't think you want Michael Avenatti as your lawyer. It's just one man's thesis. It's not necessarily what you want. That's all there is to it. So there are some senators, it seems, who are not so sure what they're going to do. There are some senators, it seems, who are are, are questioning. I guess uh, Jeff Flake, Arizona, believes Blasey Ford. The This first woman, what I believe about Blasey Ford is that she believes something happened. I think she's telling the truth when she says something happened. I just don't think she has it about Kavanaugh. And uh, we should also be clear that if it happened when you were teenagers, I am not so sure that that, you know what, it's, it's not that I'm not so sure, that that is disqualifying in your adult life and everything you've done since then. I'm sorry, I don't think that can be. A girl can't make a mistake at 15. A guy can't make a mistake at 17. If you can't make a mistake when you're a child, then you can't make mistakes. It's over. You must be perfect or you are doomed or you have to be a part of the right political party, right? It's, it's one or the other. Take, take your pick. Lindsey Graham saying, from my view, just when you thought it couldn't get any worse, it just did. The lawyer to porn stars has just taken this debacle to an even lower level. I hope people will be highly suspicious of this allegation presented by Michael Avenatti. Okay. Oh, oh, he's not done. He's not. Do- oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's he's not. He's not. Not done. I have a difficult time, says Senator Lindsey Graham, believing any person would continue to go to, according to the affidavit, ten parties over a two-year period where women were routinely gang raped and not report it. Yeah, well, you and me both. I could believe, however, that a young girl would might not necessarily know what to do with the information, just like a young person wouldn't know what to do, a boy or girl wouldn't know what to do with the information, right? So I can, I could see that it might be a thing, but at, at one point, if it, it, you're seeing people you know get hurt, you're not going to any parents? Really? You're still going to the parties yourself. There's a moment where maybe something would come out somewhere. And I think that that's where I think a lot of people are. Not that it's not possible the first time you don't do it. I mean, look at all the people who knew about Harvey Weinstein and said nothing. But at least they had a financial interest, right? So therefore, it's okay. Um, Lindsey Graham, why would any reasonable person continue to hang around people like this? Why would any person continue to put their friends into themselves in danger? Isn't there some duty to warn others? Again, you're talking about a child. Don't think of it like an adult. And I would warn Senator Graham against that. However, I think the idea that nothing would get said, I think, hits a lot of people as as problematic. Lindsey Graham, I very much believe in allowing people to be heard, but I am not going to be played, and I'm not going to have my intelligence insulted by the Michael Avenatti's of the world. I will not be a participant in wholesale character assassination that defies credibility. That is correct. That's correct. This is character assassination from beginning to end. That's all it is. Now, uh, the question is what's going to happen, right? 
The fundamental question is what's going to happen next? Because I think it's easy um, for uh, for people to say, "Well, it's over." Well, it's over. I guess. Uh, I guess uh, the nomination is is done. And I do have some sources who tell me that the Republicans are thinking of packing it in. The Republicans would be making a huge, massive mistake because they would be under the impression that two things are happening. Number one, that the American people are with Maisie Hirono. This is not true. The press is with Maisie Hirono. The people are not. They would be making the mistake that America sees this through the lens of George Stephanopoulos, and that is not true. They would be making the mistake of believing that Kirsten Gillibrand and Kamala Harris have sway over the American people. This is also false. And they would be making the mistake, the non-recoverable mistake, that America is okay with these kinds of tactics. I don't, I don't know what it's like to be a victim of sexual assault. Um, and I got to assume that, you know, the whole line of this makes it tougher for people to come out. You know, I'm going to stop using that line. I just assume it's got to be tough to, to, to say what happened. It's, it's embarrassing and, and you feel guilty and, and, and all those kinds of things, Right. That it, it, I, I, I only make the assumption that there, it doesn't get tougher. It just is, as a, as a binary, tough. But if Republicans allow this to stand, the, these crazed accusations, by the way, still accusations with no proof here's what happened something somewhere in it not all of it somewhere in it this woman has got to have something Sweatnik has to have a piece of here's what happened and it was it was in this month and here's where we were and let me explain it out to you or is she waiting for the FBI investigation to do that this is just enough to whet the appetite and later she'll get into the specifics no the specifics had to have come so there's a reason to move forward what Avenatti wants is this to be enough so that there's a delay. He's demanding full FBI investigations. To his satisfaction, who the hell is he? Who is this guy that he can demand FBI investigations? You know what I demand? Ice cream. You know what I don't have? Ice cream. What the hell? Seriously, Ari, you have one job. Go get some freaking ice cream. Holy crap, man. If Republicans allow these tactics to derail and stop the nomination of Brett Kavanaugh, the biggest mistake they will be making is the belief that the next one will go through. The belief that there won't be obstacles and obstruction. There are senators right now who want to sue to stop him from being confirmed. Senator Wyden from Oregon, he wants to sue because he believes that his voice uh, as a senator is not being heard in the role of advising consent. What the, what the hell? You have a vote. It's true democracy in the Senate. Only 535 people in the world 
get to live in this true democracy. One person, one vote. That's the House and the Senate. Or at least you'd say in America. Everybody else is a republic. For them, it's a true democracy. You have a vote. Go do something with it. You're going to sue because you're not getting your way. They will, uh, they will obstruct on this, Kavanaugh. They will obstruct on any other nominee that comes their way. And if Republicans give in, they will be saying, you can obstruct anything. You can say anything. We will eventually fold. We will eventually give in. We will eventually cower in the corner and say, please don't hurt us. And the voters are going to remember. And the voters are going to remember. And if Jeff Flake or Bob Corker or Susan Collins or Lisa Murkowski vote no on a guy who, as a jurist, is clearly, clearly competent, capable, able, ready, and qualified, they don't get votes anymore. Nah, nah, the Republican Party gets ripped to shreds. Ripped to shreds over these allegations, over this clear push to delay, to be able to get more people to make their allegations in a push to destroy. We already know that the Democrats don't, aren't interested in justice. They're not interested in fairness. Maisie Hirono says guilt is, deba- is based on whether or not I like how you handle your cases. Chuck Schumer says you don't have a presumption of innocence. No, not, not in the Senate, not in this. You don't have a presumption of innocence or guilt. Bullcrap. You've got multiple senators on the Senate Judiciary Committee who are saying that he's guilty before this whole thing started. The Republicans have to stand tall. You may need to call your senator or other senators. They'll get rewarded for standing up to bullies. They'll get rewarded with votes and re-election. They don't stand up. They don't get nothing. I'm Tony Katz. Tony Katz, 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Got to change gears. Let's talk about pancake beer. I mean, just it's, it's, it's enough. It's, it's crazy. It's great. Brett Kavanaugh responded, by the way, to all the madness, all the allegations. He goes, this is the Twilight Zone. This is the Twilight Zone. This is ridiculous and from the Twilight Zone. I don't know who this is, and this never happened. He doesn't know who Julie Swetnick is. Oh, this is excellent. IHOP has got pancake beer. And that just sounds terrible. It is uh, IHOP's, get it, I, like hops, pumpkin pancake stout. And the whole anti-pumpkin spice thing is just, is pathetic. It's like the same people who say, I hate Nickelback. You never listen to Nickelback. You don't really hate Nickelback. It's just something you say because it's it's what you say. You're like, oh, so much pumpkin spice. You freaking love pumpkin spice. You love pumpkin pie. You love all of it. You love pumpkin bread. You'll eat a pumpkin bar. It's what you love. We hate pumpkin. You know what we love? The sugar we add to pumpkin to make pumpkin delicious. And so people are crazy about it. But uh, IHOP got together with a New York brewery called Keegan Ales uh, to make uh, the, the, the beer. They're trying, man. They, they are really looking to completely redo who they are, rebrand who they are. And I, I got no problem with that. Good on them. 
Absolutely good on them. Why shouldn't they uh, try and be more? Try and, and, and reach the audiences where they are. Makes total sense. You know, the, one of the weirdest stories about millennials I ever read, millennials don't eat cereal. Millennials don't eat cereal because they don't like the idea of having to put it into a bowl and then use a spoon and then wash the bowl and the spoon. Do you really eat your cereal out of the box, Ari? It's funny you mention I I do. I, I just grab it with a hand and just and then take a sip of milk. That is not true. It is. It it I've always done it that way. You so wait a second. You you you, you take you take the box. Uh-huh. Right? So it's it's just there, you right? You got this this box of of cereal. You stick a hand in it. Yes. And you pull out some of the fruit loops. Uh, I assume uh, you eat fruit loops. I, bo- I, I actually I'm eating Oreo O's at this at this time. They're, oh. they're very unhealthy. Uh, Oreo O's. They're yeah. good. Of, of course you are. And so you got a you got a handful of the Oreo O's. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and then you, you put them in your mouth. Uh-huh. You start chewing them dry. Uh huh. Right. And then you take some milk. Like, is it like in an old timey glass bottle, or is it like a, a carton? Just a carton. Half gallon or quart? I usually do quart at a Qu- time. Quart of, of milk. And then, and then you just take a little sip. You don't even put it into a glass first. No. You just take a little sip, and then you just, like, right in your mouth. And, and then you're like, hmm, that's, that's good cereal. It's not a very accurate depiction, but. All because you're unwilling to get yourself a bowl. It's not that I'm unwilling. It's just this is more time-saving. It really isn't. It tastes the same. It really, it really isn't. That's not. I I don't think, I don't think you have that correct right there, that that it's that it's time saving. That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. So, but I think it's interesting, and I I appreciate you proving my point. So, but IHOP has got to do it. They all have got to do it. They got to find ways to be more interesting uh, to their clientele. And you know what? Because of the insanity today, we didn't get to this story. The most angering story of the day. You think it? You think it's uh, it's 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 uh, Abenati. Oh no 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 no. Oh no no no. The most aggravating story of, of the day is a story out of Port St. Lucie, Florida, where a teacher was fired from her um, school gig because the school has a no zero policy, which means a student who sucks. Can't get a zero. Cannot get a zero. So, for example, if they fail, they might get a 60, let's say, right? Because isn't that still failing grade? But if they don't turn in the assignment, they get a zero. So if they have students who don't turn in homework projects, she's not allowed to give them a zero. She can't give them anything less than a 50% per policy. She can't give them anything less than a 50%. So some students weren't handing in their homework. She went to give them zeros. And the school said, nope, can't do that. You're fired. She literally wrote a note on the board that says, uh, bye kids. Her name was uh, Mrs. Torado, Diane Torado. She wrote, bye kids. Mrs. Toronto loves you and wishes you the best in life. I've been fired for refusing to give you a 50% for not handing anything in. Love, 
and Mrs. Torado were nuts. We are absolutely nuts. Why in the world would there even be a policy stopping somebody from, from giving a zero? Why are the schools designed to hate the teachers and coddle the children? I don't think the children should be beaten. I don't think they should be treated, treated poorly. But what is this? If teachers can't act like professionals and demand from their students that they live up to a standard, what do you expect from these kids? And it's one of the uglier stories out there, one of, I, I think uh, indicative of, of a mass problem. And um, I'm sorry she got fired. But um, I think the biggest problem here is that people still send their kids to this school in Port St. Lucie, Florida. The podcast, TonyCats.com. Get everything there tomorrow, everyone. Take care.